Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. And oh my God, hi. (laughs) I have so many things to say. I have so much on my mind, so much stirring and moving in my heart. This has been uh, a really crazy, intense week for me. So I think maybe if we're all in the same space, what we need right now is just a couple deep breaths. I know, I know I really need it. So welcome to the show. Let's just right away close our eyes if you can and take a moment to feel into the body. So instead of asking ourselves the question from that mind space of, you know, how am I doing or what's going on, instead of thinking about how you're feeling, see if you can actually really feel into what's moving through the body, through your heart in this moment right here, right now. And if you feel a little bit disconnected, sometimes in a day we do that, if our day has been moving really quickly or we have a lot on our mind or we're going through a hard time, It can take a little longer to really tune into that space. If you feel disconnected and you don't know how you're feeling right now, just place your hands on top of your chest, on top of your heart, both of your hands. And take a moment to make that physical connection. It's just this this ability for us to remember or to remind ourselves that we live from this place. Yeah, what goes on here, what happens in our heart space, in our heart center is the most important thing. And then sometimes the story that the mind tells us is actually not entirely true, but usually whatever is flowing through the heart is very, very real. So if I would do this just for me right now, uh, just feeling into what's happening in my heart, I immediately could almost cry a little bit and both out of just tiredness and also out of joy. I got some really amazing news today that I'm just so moved by and also had a really tough week. And sometimes that just overload of emotion or overload of anything, the best release for that is just to take a moment to <laughs> to let ourselves cry it out. And I feel like I could use a really good cry today. And hopefully, or maybe that won't be during this podcast, but I'm going to definitely take a moment before I go to bed and just sit in silence and see if there's something I want to release. Hmm. So see how you are feeling now. And that feeling that I have of of almost wanting to cry just because I feel so much. It's both good and bad, or it's both high and low. It feels light and heavy at the same time. 
And just for a minute or so, let's see if we can just whatever is moving and it might be something super beautiful. You might be feeling so joyful and energized and just grateful. Maybe you feel really stuck or confused or frustrated or annoyed or something else. You know, whatever is present, just let it be. Yeah, we don't actually have to change everything. We don't have to be on this track to make everything butterflies and rainbows all the time or to have everything be the same or to have everything be on a high. But whatever is there, really, whatever is there, let it be. So give yourself permission to hold space for these feelings. And if there is something challenging there, if there is frustration or anger, See if you can feel in just a little bit deeper of, of what's beneath that. Usually behind anger, there's sadness. Um, sometimes behind anger, there's fear or worry. And sometimes we're just angry and that's okay too, you know, but just feel for a moment. And throughout this podcast, if you can allow yourself just to stay really tapped into the body, to the breath, and let yourself be super present. Let's all together take a huge breath in through the nose. Open the mouth, let it go. You can blink your eyes open if you had your eyes closed. I don't know if you can tell just <laughs> when I say breathe in, this is me trying to breathe in through my nose. <laughs> I am so stuffy. Oh my God, it's kind of kind of ridiculous. I, I can't breathe through my nose at all. Today's actually better than yesterday. Yesterday, if you've been watching my Instagram stories, yesterday I, I was so dramatic and how sick I am that I, I said goodbye to the world. Like I'm dying. I literally woke up like, I'm not going to make it through this day. I feel like, oh my God, so, so intense, so horrible. And today is today. I'm marginally better. I am still super stuffy. I can't really hear out of any of either of my ears. My ears are so blocked, but my energy is way higher, and I'm breathing easier than yesterday, so I can feel like I'm moving in the right direction. But you guys, I have so much to share. I don't. I literally don't even know where to start. So many important conversations have been started over the past. I don't know when was the last time I had a solo episode podcast. It's been like three weeks ago, really. Has it been that long? I had Dennis on the show and then I had Hilary Swank on the show and then I had my friend Stephanie on the show. It's been a whole month since I since I just sat here alone to record, which is a long time for me to not have the space to process like this the way I normally do. And I've missed it. I've missed you guys. I love having guests on the show. I mean, how amazing were those three episodes? Okay, Dennis, <laughs> the episode with him, he's so hilariously, hilariously inappropriate. Hilary Swank, I mean one of my top, top episodes of all time. It was just so cool to have her on the show and what an amazing human being. And Stephanie Birch, if you didn't listen to the episode of, of last week about setting boundaries and really honoring our own, our own space and moving through postpartum depression. I mean, it was such an important episode. So hopefully you're all caught up and have listened into all of those. But right now, I mean, where I am, I, I, I feel like I'm nagging about it or I'm just a broken record talking about the fact that I'm sick. Uh, obviously, you guys can hear in my voice. It's very clear. The thing is, since October, 
of last year, end of October last year, I have been sick on and off. And I've never had this happen to me in my entire life. Never. I'm very, very, very rarely sick at all. And if I am sick, it's usually one of those kind of three or four day colds that I just have to, you know, get over and then I'm all better. And I'll have one of those a year, maybe. You know, I'm very rarely sick. And since October, I, I, I feel like I haven't even really been good. I've had these, you know, colds and throat infection and a sinus infection, another cold, insane coughing, just one thing after the other. And then I'll have that for a week or two. Uh, in October, November, I was sick for three whole weeks. So a really, really, really long time. And and then I'll get better. But you know, like when you, after you're sick and then you start getting better and then it takes maybe a week for you to feel 100%. Well, I never get to the 100%. That's how, how it's been for the past six months. I have never gotten back to 100% feeling, you know, like, like normal, like really healthy. I've always had a little scratch in the back of my throat or a little bit of a cough or just my energy level has been low or just been something all the time that I'm just waiting to kind of get over. And then before I know it, I'm sick again. And it's a full-blown sickness, like a real, real, real sickness again. So I've been sharing a little bit of this through social media, not a whole lot. And a reason to, to why I haven't is I decided to do a pretty drastic change for my health in terms of my diet. And I am not a big fan of the idea of, of diets. I'm not a fan of cleanses, detoxing. I think it's it's a big part of diet culture. It's a really in this kind of wellness world or the, the idea of being healthy. There's a lot of really unhealthy practices that masquerade as health. And one of those things is this obsession over food. And yes, of course, we should be really healthy. Of course, it's important to take care of our bodies. It's important to move every day, to eat things that nourish us. But I think getting really, really obsessive about what we put on our plates or what we put on our, in our bodies is not good for anybody. And it just enhances the idea that it puts us in this box, you know, and it becomes this very controlling thing of, oh, I'm not allowed to do this, but I'm allowed to do that. And it puts too much emphasis on food, on diet. And I think food should be something that we really enjoy. It should nourish us, but it should also be fun and relaxed. And I think this is, I've always had this mindset. And I think this is why I've had a really good, I've been, I don't want to say lucky, but I have a really solid body image, even when I gain weight or lose weight or my body fluctuates or changes or I'm pregnant or whatever, I always feel really good in my body. I always kind of look in the mirror and feel good about who I am. I never feel the need to diet or to be skinnier or more fit, or I just don't have those thoughts in the back of my head all the time. Like I know a lot of people do. And also the idea of, of exercise, you know, as a means to an end to become more toned or skinnier or lose weight. I never think about that ever. I mean, I, I want to move to feel good or move to have fun. That's literally it. And you guys know me. I mean, I share all of my life through social media. I love dessert. Holy shit. Dennis and I, we probably eat dessert. I mean, normally we eat dessert every day. After every meal, after every dinner, there should be something. And I love to bake. I bake with my baby all the time. Like I like to make, you know, big layer cakes and meringues and cinnamon buns and, you know, cheesecakes and, you know, baking all the time. I'm also really into wine, <laughs> no secret. Another thing that is and I love to do, like have a glass of wine with dinner, where we've been super into wine for a long time. 
it's just kind of part of our of our day to day. It's just part of our of our lifestyle, I guess. So I'm a healthy person. I'm vegan. I eat a ton of you know fruits and vegetables and whole foods and whole grains and try to eat as much organic as possible, which is kind of hard living in Aruba, but as much as we can. And you know, you know, we're we're really healthy people. However, we do have this sort of normal C or normal part of that where we just eat whatever we want. I say we because I cook all the food and then it just eats whatever I put in front of him. But there's never been for me this attachment to I have to eat this specific way, right? So if I one day want to drink two glasses of wine, then I do. And I don't feel guilty about that. I don't feel weird about that. I don't feel bad about that at all. I don't think twice about it. If I want to have two pieces, giant pieces of cake for dessert, I have two giant pieces of cake for dessert. I don't feel bad about it. No guilt, nothing weird. I don't wake up the next day feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have had that. Never. I mean, never. And I think having that sort of casual outlook to eat, to food and what we eat, I think it's it's really good. We shouldn't obsess over or get all crazy about what's on our plates because it's just, it's hard enough to love our bodies the way they are. And I think the more emphasis we put on those things, it just gets harder. And it takes up a lot of time and food, you know, it's, it's, it's food, it's great, but it shouldn't take up all of the time in a day, you know, counting calories or all of that, all of those things are just really not good for our self-esteem or for not a practice that promotes self-love in any way. So anyway, that's kind of the, the backstory to why I haven't been so vocal about this in social media, because I don't want anyone to all of a sudden look at my feet and say, oh my God, yoga girl is doing this totally crazy thing with her diet or cleansing or whatever, I'm going to do the same thing. Where as a matter of fact, maybe you don't need that. Or maybe you struggle with, you struggle already with eating or eating disorder or something close to an eating disorder or just that challenge of feeling guilty about eating certain things. And then I think adding a cleanse or a big diet change on top of that can be really unhealthy. And for a lot of people, it's it's just not going to be great. So I chose to just not make this big proclamation about like, hey, here's what I'm doing, even though I made this huge decision, which for me was a major thing. I just had enough. It was my mom and my sisters were here visiting. They were here for three weeks or two and a half weeks. I was sick the whole time. I mean, really sick the whole time. And there were moments where like, you know, I felt like and like I really wanted to have like a glass of wine or something and I just couldn't, you know, just because I feel so shitty. Even just the thought of of doing something fun and casual, like go watch the sunset. Like I was just too tired to get in the car. Like I was just so sick and I've been sick on and off for so long. So it's been two and a half months now since I quit alcohol. I mean, quit alcohol. It's not like I'm quitting alcohol forever, but I was sick and decided, okay, you know, I keep getting sick. Probably isn't such a good thing for me to have that glass of wine every other day or every third day or whatever. Probably not helping my immune system. So I just, I'm going to take a break from alcohol. So I did that, which is a bore. I mean, obviously like having, (laughs) drinking wine, like going out, doing something fun. I love it. It, I really love it and I miss it. And I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't joined AA, (laughs) haven't sworn off alcohol for the rest of my life, but I am definitely on a long break. So over the past two and a half months, I think I've had two glasses of wine and we went to Colombia, we went to Bogota, I had a drink. So, you know, which for me, this is like, you know, total, total break from, from, from alcohol. And I did that just because I felt like, hey, this is something that maybe I need for my health. Uh, It was the, I started already, we were in Costa Rica at the beginning of the trip in Costa Rica. And so many moments I had to kind of sit with where, oh, I would normally 
be drinking something here, whether that was out with friends for dinner or we went to Envision Festival. At Envision Festival, you know, normally I would drink tequila or I would party or do something crazy. And now I just didn't. I was 100% sober all the way through. And all those regular little social moments were normally... I would have a beer. Like we go watch the sunset with all of Dennis's friends and everybody has a beer and I just wouldn't have a beer. And I just noticed within myself the the social challenge of that. It actually wasn't so much that that I was craving it or like, oh my God, I really need a glass of wine right now. Actually, not at all. I thought maybe it would be more challenging than it was. It wasn't. What was hard was doing something or being out with people and then saying, no, thanks. You know, I'm good. I'll, I'll have a glass of water or I'll, I'll have something else. And everybody going, first of all, oh my God, are you pregnant? <laughs> Immediate, are you pregnant? Oh my God, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Even in social media, because I wasn't sharing that I was like having a glass of wine here and there anymore, people start asking me, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? No, not pregnant. And then just like, no, I'm just taking a break. And then whoever was on the other end of that would either would either go, oh my God, how cool. Wow, that's like cool. I've been thinking about that. Like what's behind it? And then I would explain and no big deal. Or the other person would go, What? What? Why are you so boring? Like, oh my, come on. Like, I don't want to sit here alone and drink, you know, like, can you just have like half a glass of wine, like have something, you know? So it's been, it's been really interesting just for me to notice my own patterns in terms of alcohol and how, how it plays out in these social situations. That's because that's really been the one challenging thing. With Dennis, automatically he's stopped drinking too, pretty much. So, I mean, he's had, you know, an evening out with his friends where he had a beer or but just that casual wine that we would drink at home, we basically stopped altogether also for him because, yeah, it's not that much fun to, to drink alone, right? And normally wine, for me, it's this kind of, it's part of, part of decompressing after a long day, right? It's kind of similar to taking a yoga class or to go outside and meditate or going for a run and how you feel afterwards or sharing with a friend. It's just something that, that helps to settle me a little bit if I've had a really stressful day. And looking at it really objectively, um, what's the healthier option? Uh, obviously, you know, going for a run or taking a yoga class or sitting down to meditate or journaling is the healthier option. Nothing wrong with having a glass of wine here and there, but if it becomes your automatic number one go-to all the time and you opt for wine over all of those other things, then maybe it would be a good thing to think about scaling back or just looking at that, you know, and no, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to, as soon as I'm better, which I hope is soon, I'm going to, you know, go back to that in a, in a, in a healthy way, in a, in a balanced way, just because I don't like the idea of restrictions in that sense of, of any kind. But so I did that. It's been over two months. I feel, feel really good not drinking. I quit coffee at the same time. So I haven't had a single cup of coffee or pretty much any caffeine. I'm, I'm, I didn't substitute for green tea or I don't know, what else do people substitute coffee with? Anything else that's high in caffeine. I didn't substitute with anything. Coffee for me is, I love the ritual of coffee. I love the ritual of coffee, but I've never been one of those kind of coffee crazy people that you need a cup or two in the morning or you don't work. I've never been like that. So Dennis got us a really nice espresso machine for Christmas, I think a year ago. Yeah, not this Christmas, but the Christmas before. So of course he makes really nice cappuccinos and lattes and like exciting things and espressos. And so it's been kind of this thing that, that I just enjoy because he makes them for me. But then all of a sudden, you know, I caught myself, oh wait, he's making me one in the morning. And then like I'm at work and I just had lunch and then, you know, the cafe is right there at the studios and then I would have a latte and then I'd come home and have something. So, you know, I would have like three cups of coffee a day, even though I'm not that into coffee. And it became just something that 
I think not unhealthy in, in that sense, but just something that I was putting in my body without actually feeling this super joy over it, right? And I've been having some trouble sleeping and everybody knows that, you know, I, I'm, I'm really high paced and high energy all the time. So someone actually, it was a comment I got through, through Instagram. It's like, hey, not as like a temporary thing, but maybe just overall for someone as high energy as you, adding more energy to that. Maybe it's just a little over the top. Maybe you should like look at your coffee consumption. And I was like, I never thought of that, you know, because I never really had a hard time sleeping because of coffee. I thought, I think, I actually don't know. I, I mean, I never had like a, a trial where I, where I would, would drink something before going to bed and then see how it would, how it would work. I'm, I always sleep okay, pretty much. But I've realized now that my sleeping okay is not sleeping that much. <laughs> you know, I never sleep my full eight hours and sleeping more than eight hours. I mean, never in a million years. I'm like five, six hours a night. And that's normal for me. Six hours is pretty standard. And I never feel tired in the day. I always feel really, you know, energized and then never feel like I need coffee to wake up. But it just kind of hit me of, you know, putting caffeine in my body every day while trying really hard to slow down in so many ways. It, it's pretty counterproductive, especially for someone who isn't all that into coffee. Like I'm just drinking coffee out of convenience because it's served. <laughs> so I quit coffee, didn't feel any withdrawal stuff. You know, I had so many people ask me like, oh my God, how did you do that? I don't think I'm the norm. I think for someone who's really in, really super into coffee and drinks a lot of coffee, it would be harder. I would recommend scaling back. I know people can get withdrawals, you know, issues like headaches and things like that. I just quit cold turkey, haven't had a cup of coffee in, in two and a half months and felt great right away. Um, couldn't really see a difference in my sleep though. But it's also because I'm still in the midst of this. So I did those two things. And then I would still kind of, you know, have a like sugar was my third thing that I'm like okay it's something I want to look at also in terms of bringing more high energy stuff into my system having a big dessert or cake or something or ice cream or whatever uh, every night before bed when it comes to sleep also probably kind of counterintuitive but I have a huge sweet tooth have had a huge sweet tooth my whole life so something as you know I'm gonna quit coffee and alcohol felt easy saying, hey, I'm going off sugar, felt like very, very terrifying. <laughs> and I didn't, I was scared to put that kind of label on myself. And I wasn't even telling anybody. I was just, you know, family and dentists and stuff. But I didn't want to say, hey, I'm going to quit sugar because I knew it was doomed to fail. And I don't want to feel guilty about something, you know, kind of ending up having a dessert and then feeling shitty about it because I told myself I shouldn't have sugar. No, you know, so I just, I did those two things kind of scaled back a little bit on, on sugar, but, but not much. And then about three weeks ago, I think almost a month, yeah, it's been, let me think, yeah, three weeks ago, I decided to go raw, <laughs> raw vegan, <laughs> which for me is an unbelievably drastic thing to do. Going raw vegan, I have been raw, actually I had a whole year of my life when I was 19 where I was basically raw vegan. Uh, I was in a totally different place, I had just found yoga, meditation. I was in this kind of zone where I would meditate for four or five hours a day, easily. I mean, easily, easily. I would meditate. It was. I was just living a very different lifestyle. I had no responsibilities. I didn't have a home or a child or a business or anybody relying on me. I had just, it was this very free-spirited life that I had then. And I didn't, I don't remember even thinking about food. I was just kind of so into the idea of, of enlightenment and spirituality. And I would wake up and then I'd be like, oh, I'm hungry. And I would go to the fruit stand and buy a papaya. <laughs> 
and then that's kind of my breakfast. You know, I never thought about food. So I was raw on and off pretty much for that whole year. Felt amazing. I mean, really felt the most amazing I have my whole life. But it was also because I had just gone vegan for the first time. I'd been eating, you know, meat and really shitty meat and fried foods and fast foods my whole life. And then suddenly I was vegan. Suddenly I was meditating. Suddenly I found yoga. Suddenly I was living on the beach. There was a lot of factors that played into why I felt so, so, so amazing that whole year. And Eating raw foods, so this is also, you know, kind of a controversial thing that everybody agrees, depending on what nutritionist or doctor or whoever you talk to. Some people swear by it as the, you know, healthiest thing you could possibly ever do. And part of that is that certain foods are really hard to digest. And especially when we're mixing raw foods and cooked foods, and whenever we cook food or process foods, we lose a lot of the nutrients. So eating raw is supposed to be this just very pure way of eating. And if you want to do any type of cleansing, like if you feel like you have something in your body that you want to rid yourself of, it's a good thing to, well, first of all, to eat less to give your digestive system a break. And then eating raw can be a really cleansing, healing thing. Not forever. I know a few people who are raw vegan all the time, um, who thrive doing that, who feel amazing doing that, who heal themselves from different diseases and stuff doing that. I am not one of those people who believe in that uh, for a variety of reasons. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Being a mom and making sure your children learn healthy habits and good behaviors is no easy task. Some days Luna eats all her vegetables and some days she throws them all over the floor for the dogs and shouts no. Some days she shares her toys on playdates, some days she shrieks if anyone goes near any of her stuff. But through all the easy times and the hard times, she still loves to brush her teeth with mommy before going to bed using our fancy electric Quip toothbrushes. It's a great practice for me too to make sure I stay on top of my own oral hygiene. Quip is an electric toothbrush I can stand behind. They did the work. A team of dentists and designers came together to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. Quip ensures you get the best brush with every use. With sensitive sonic vibrations, this toothbrush is gentle enough for all gums. Most people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes can be way too abrasive, but Quip has found that perfect balance. To help guide you through a full and even clean, Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds so you know when to switch sides. Quip makes it easy to bring everywhere in your life too. It comes with a multi-use cover. When you're at home, it mounts to your mirror to declutter your sink and your cabinet. But if you're on the go, the cover will protect your bristles, keep them clean, and make traveling with your toothbrush way easier. Not to mention it can last three months on one single charge. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes to be accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Try it for yourself and you'll see the cleanest mouth comes from Quip. Not just for you, but for your whole family, even the tricky ones like Lea Luna. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25 and if you go to getquip.com slash yogagirl right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yogagirl. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin, it actually boosts our mental health too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. 
It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin. And it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skincare is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Anyway, so I just decided, okay, I need to do something really drastic for my health. I was sick again, sick again, sick again. Getting off coffee and alcohol didn't do anything because I was still getting sick. So I was like, okay, I guess I just, maybe this is just a sign that I need to overhaul something. I need to do something for my body, something really, really real. So I went all raw, raw vegan, which basically means you eat raw fruits and vegetables. Part of this was I read the medical medium, um, Anthony William, his first book, and his 28-day cleanse is basically a raw vegan cleanse where you eat raw fruits and veggies for 28 days. And I I've, I've, I'm, I'm almost have him on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to like let you know by getting mega excited. But I have a tentative yes from him on coming on the show because I really want to talk to him. Oh, my God. Um, if you don't follow him on Instagram, Medical Medium, he's the guy who started the celery juice craze. So I read that book and just to get a reset completely. Okay, I'm going to do 28 days. I'll do this cleanse. And I didn't say anything to anyone because I didn't want to be that person who who kind of, you know, I didn't want to tell everybody like, hey, go raw. It's amazing. You're going to fix whatever is wrong with your health. Because one, I don't know if that's true. I mean, two, I don't know if I agree. And three, I'm just trying stuff out for myself. You know, maybe maybe it's going to be a terrible idea and it, and it won't work. So So who knows? But so I started that, which meant, you know, I overnight cut out all cooked foods completely. I cut out all gluten, all wheat, all grains, no pasta, no rice, no quinoa, all beans have gone out the window, basically all nuts and stuff too. I mean, for the first two weeks, I didn't have anything of that. I mean, I mean, obviously no bread <laughs> at all. And normally, I mean, I love bread. I'm a huge bread person. I never went gluten-free in my life. I never felt like I had a problem with gluten. I know so many people do. I never really felt like anything ever was off after eating bread or pasta or whatever. We try at home. Um, we eat a lot of lentil pasta and quinoa pasta and brown rice pasta. So we don't buy the, the, the wheat or whole wheat kind normally anyway. I don't, you know, the baby doesn't have a lot of wheat or processed flour or anything like that anyway. But I just cut that out. Normally in the morning, I would make pancakes uh, for breakfast. And we make pa pancakes with like garbanzo flour or almond and coconut flour. Like I, I like to experiment with different things that aren't wheat for pancakes. And now, you know, when all of that went, it's basically just eating raw fruits and vegetables. And, <laughs> and it, it's been a really interesting 
month, I gotta say. It's been a really interesting three weeks. The first thing that kind of happened, and this was pretty immediate, so I I cut all that out of my diet. Um, the first thing that happened was that my entire day became consumed with the thoughts of what the hell am I going to eat today? Really, it really, really was. Uh, because it's not like you can, first of all, it's impossible to eat out if you're raw vegan, 100%. I mean, unless you're at a raw vegan restaurant or a vegan restaurant or a restaurant that you know has like one really great salad. I mean, here in Aruba, this is a touristy place. We're really lucky if we can find vegan food, which we can now and it's growing and it's it's, it's expanding to a lot of more places. But going out to eat raw, uh, you're going to have iceberg lettuce with tomato, pretty much. You're going to have whatever kind of salad they have on the menu and that's it. So it just requires a lot of preparation. And I know if you're raw vegan and you're listening to this, for some people, this is just so easy. Some people were like, why don't you just like have four bananas for dinner and go to bed? You know, it's so easy to be raw vegan. And I'm like, dude, I'm a huge foodie. The idea of having four, okay, first of all, the idea of having one banana, like I'm not a big banana person, but four bananas consecutively and then calling that dinner, like, oh, hell no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like this is not just who I am. I can't have a like plate of fruit and call that dinner. For me, I, I like to eat. I want my food to feel like food. You know, I want savory things. And if you're raw vegan and you want to eat, you know, a variety of foods or savory foods, you have to get really creative and you have to think about what you're making and you have to food prep. It's just simple as that, which I normally never do. I mean, I can like whip up a curry and boil some rice and I can do that in 20 minutes and that's dinner and it's delicious and it's good and it's, you know, but you know, how do I do that as a raw vegan? It's super challenging. So every single morning, Here's what I do. Every single morning I wake up, I have lemon water, not hot lemon water, but like some, like I put hot water and then some regular water in it. So it's not, it's not like tea, but hot lemon water. And then I wait like 15 minutes and then I have a giant glass of celery juice. I've been doing the celery juice thing now for over a month. People keep asking me like, has it changed your life? Has it done something? I don't know you guys. I'm sitting here right now really sick. So I I honestly don't know. Um, It's been almost a month of the celery juice and the lemon. What I feel, however, is starting my day off that way. So instead of like immediately having a cup of coffee with milk or some sort of, you know, almond or soy milk or whatever I would have. And then pancakes with like maple syrup or like a hazelnut butter or I would put something you know sweet on the pancakes like it's, it's a really sweet thing or I would have bread with like vegan cheese or with avocado and tomato or something it's just kind of you know dense like I would start my day off with something that felt kind of heavy you know and now I start my day and I have my lemon water I have my celery juice and it kind of takes a while to drink all of that. I drink like 20 ounces of celery juice every day I have to make it I juice it every day Everybody asks me, how do you do it? <laughs> you guys, you can follow Medical Medium. Um, he has blogs and, and all that. He'll tell you all the details. But I have a juicer, a slow press juicer. I rinse it really, really well. And then I juice it and then I strain it one more time because I don't like any little bits of pulp at all. And I keep the celery in the fridge so it's cold. I don't mix it with anything. I don't add water. I don't add ice. I just drink it as is. And what I've realized is the taste of the juice, it just has 100%, of course, to do with the quality of the celery. So when we get organic, good celery here on the island, that juice, I mean, it goes down like water. It, it actually tastes really good. If there's the celery is kind of shitty, like it's white, or if it's soft, oh, like I could shudder just the thought of it. 
if it's not fresh or crisp or, you know, if it's not good, then the celery juice comes out tasting so bad. I mean, oh man, like really, 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 really bad. So if you get good, high quality, green, like crisp, firm, fresh, organic lettuce, I mean, lettuce, uh, celery, um, that's the way to go. And here, organic is a hit or miss. One week we get it, the other week we don't. If I don't find the organic kind, I just rinse and wash them really well. But that's it. And then by the time I've done that is the time where I've normally already finished my breakfast. So kind of throughout this cleanse, like that's kind of been my breakfast, which is super weird for me because normally I make a big deal out of breakfast and we light candles and we sit around the table all together. So I feel like there's definitely been this this loss of family morning time. I mean, I make breakfast for the baby and then Dennis like only eats whatever you put in front of him. He doesn't eat breakfast unless you make him breakfast. He's one of those people who doesn't care about eating until afternoon. It's really weird. I don't know how, how he functions like that. But so if I'm not making a big batch of like pancakes for everyone or putting up like a big board with, you know, things to make sandwiches or anything. All I do now is I make a huge fruit salad after my celery juice or I have a smoothie bowl. And that's not usually what Dennis wants to have for breakfast. And then he ends up going to work or he ends up doing something else. So there's been a bit of a loss there. I can already sense with this thing, which is a reason as to why this is not sustainable or something that I'm going to sustain forever, for sure not. But what happens is after I've had my celery juice, my whole body is 100% awake. It always kickstarts my stomach. Sorry if that's TMI, but that's kind of an important thing for me. And I find that nothing does that as well as the celery juice does. I feel really, really healthy drinking it. I mean, I feel really clean. I feel really pure starting my day off that way. So I feel energized when, I, when I've had that in the morning. So I think, I think that's good, at least. And then, you know, I would have a fruit salad or, you know, I would have a smoothie bowl. But sometimes that almost becomes lunch. I mean, just, just for me, talking about food this much is kind of weird. But I'm, I'm trying to, like, paint a little picture as to how drastic and insane this has been for me. And then for, you know, a smoothie bowl or fruits. And then for lunch, I'd have a big green salad. Like a salad with whatever vegetables and greens that I have at home. And I've been pressing, like, raw pressed garlic in there just for extra immune-boosting stuff you know, just lemon and I make my own dressings at home, just really easy and simple, but that's it. And for me, the idea of having a salad for lunch, I'm just not a huge salad person. I mean, I like salads on the side of something, or if I have a salad, I want that salad to be crazy filling. I mean, really like full of stuff and croutons or tempeh or, you know, grilled vegetables. And I, like, I want it to be full and dense, because otherwise a salad would never feel like a meal to me. But now I've had kind of green salads with raw lettuce and veggies and that's it. And then the challenge has been dinner time. There are a couple of raw things you can do that I've kind of gone over again and again. So we have a spiralizer. I'm spiralizing zucchini and I make raw Alfredo sauce or raw marinara sauce um, just to kind of get the the pasta feel, which actually isn't bad. Like I, I, I make a kick-ass sauce and I'll use the same sauce for Dennis's actual pasta. He doesn't even know it's raw. Like he just thinks it's something that I cooked and I'll have it over spiralized zucchini. He'll have it over regular pasta. So that one, I mean, I've done a bunch. I have done a lot of raw soups, like avocado soup and cauliflower soup. I have done a lot of summer rolls, like just having like a rice paper or a lettuce roll to, uh, 
roll veggies in and I make a kind of a peanut sauce. And then I did that. I don't know. I did that whole like completely pure, pure, pure raw thing, I think two weeks. And then at the end of the second week, I started a parasite cleanse and um, which everybody's asking me about right now. And when I started the parasite cleanse, I started incorporating a little bit of cooked food. So we had veggie sushi one night and uh, yesterday we had like a tom yum, like a like a soup, like a lot of soups and still like really light things, but some some cooked foods. So that's basically what, what my life is now. <laughs> I've gone from pretty much eating, you know, Beyond Burgers, which is this vegan burger that my husband is obsessed with, with homemade French fries and just ketchup and vegan mayo and, you know, something like really huge and heavy and dense. Like that would be a normal dinner for us. I mean... Like really, my husband is a huge, huge vegan junk food fan. He would eat that, you know, three times a day if he could. So gone from that and, you know, baking a ton and eating a lot of sweets and drinking a lot of wine and drinking a lot of coffee, gone from all of that to just pretty much a raw, vegan, boring person. (laughs) And I wish that I was kind of giving you guys this update now saying, I feel so amazing. (laughs) It's changed my life. Oh my God. This was everything I needed. It's so great. Everything is wonderful. And I was expecting that to happen, especially getting my diet so pure. I'm drinking an insane amount of water. I'm sleeping more than normal. And here's the thing. I'm still fucking sick. And I've been talking to a lot of people. I've been speaking to nutritionists, to people in functional medicine, to doctors, anyone who's pro-cleanse, which a lot of people are. And I really get the idea. I mean, of course, of course, the idea of filling our bodies up with things that aren't always good. And I mean, you can be vegan and super unhealthy. There's like crazy additives and and oils and, and weird saturated fats. I mean, there's weird stuff in our food. We all know that. I mean, especially eating a lot of sugar or drinking a lot of alcohol, like it's going to build up in our bodies somehow. And what makes sense to me about the medical medium is that eating this way or just living a regular Western lifestyle, it's just just with the, the, the air we breathe, the water we drink, we are going to have pollutants and toxins in the body. And when the liver gets overloaded with that, there's no place for those toxins to go. So they go into the body and we start to get these inflammations in the body that then lead to different types of illness and disease. That basis of it, and also Deepak Chopra, on our, when I had him on the podcast, he spoke about this a ton. Just, you know, food and water and, and all these things kind of leading to this low-level, low-grade inflammation in the body all the time. And when I look back at the past six months of just what's been going on with my body, that's what I can see. It's There's something in my body that's inflamed. There's My immune system is totally shit. I keep getting infection after infection of different kinds. I keep getting colds. There's definitely something that isn't right. So the idea of just a reset and a cleanse, it just makes total sense. And I feel really good about the fact that I'm doing it. I feel really good about the fact, and I don't know if I can even say that I'm doing it still because I'm not 100% raw anymore, but I'm still not drinking alcohol, not drinking coffee, not having any sugar, eating some cooked foods, but mainly raw foods. And of course, and I'm, and I'm supplementing with, with a lot of vitamins and minerals and, and things like that as well. And I feel really good about that because I feel like this is a reset that my body has been needing. And anyone I talk to says, you know, if you've spent a lot of years putting bad stuff or semi-bad stuff or whatever you want to call it in your body, it's going to take more than a couple of weeks to get it out. So that's kind of where my faith is right now is that, that I'm going to start feeling better and better hopefully. And I mean, and, and someone asked me, you know, how long are you going to keep this up before you give up? Honestly, I don't know. What happened kind of immediately though on the raw 
food is all of my sugar cravings are out the window. 100%. Uh, I've been making some, like this past week, some raw desserts, like to, like a raw cheesecake and other things, and then it's done and I don't want to eat it. The, the craving that I normally have, which is very normal for me, my whole life I have a huge sweet tooth. My sugar cravings are gone, freakishly gone. Like like yesterday, the, the, the girls from the studio brought over to the house a box of popsicles, like natural vegan, made with fresh fruits, made on the island popsicles to, for us to try to see if we want to sell them in the cafe at the studio. And so it's like, I have to try them to see if we're going to sell them, if they're good. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I really don't want it. Like I just, my then is you have to say if they're good or bad because I, I don't want to eat it. It's it's really strange. And I don't know if that's, a, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a better <laughs> to feel less cravings for sugar than wanting to have it after every single meal. We all know processed refined sugar is really bad for our health, but I kind of miss like baking and I miss making desserts. I miss gathering around a pie or, you know, that anticipation of like, oh, we made something super awesome, like a treat or I don't know. It's that social component of certain things have just gone out the window and it feels weird, but it's nice. I feel settled in my blood sugar. I feel my, my energy levels are pretty solid and all those cravings have totally, totally, totally gone away. I don't know if they're going to come back when I, when I start eating more regular, but who knows. But so that's basically what I've seen so far. My digestion is great. There's a lot of things that are super good and really working for me, but you know, couple weeks into this total drastic lifestyle change and then again I get sick so it's very discouraging is that a is that a word (laughs) discouraging yes that's a word it's really discouraging for me obviously because I, I don't know what's wrong with me I don't know why I keep getting sick and I can kind of question and go back and forth as much as I can I'm gonna keep this cleaner version of my diet up. I'm not 100% raw, but I'm going to keep eating the way I do now. I'm going to continue with the lemon water and the celery juice and see what I have done now is I am a week into this parasite cleanse. And if you do a little research on parasites, it's going to freak you out. (laughs) I mean, I'm really sorry to say, but truth of the matter is most of us, if not all of us, have some sort of parasite living in our system which doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. And parasites are in everything, everywhere. I mean, water, that it, even like water that has been purified, like state, you know, government cared for water can have par- parasites and have confirmed to be to have parasites still. Parasites that can live under our nails, our animals have it. I mean, our animals lick their butts all day and then they lick our skin. And through that, they transfer eggs from parasites into our skin. You know, it comes from from food, from bad meat, from uh, improperly washed veggies and fruits. I mean, we can get parasites a thousand different ways from traveling. Basically, if you've ever really been traveling somewhere totally tropical or anywhere in your life, you probably have a parasite. It's not a big deal. We have these different organisms that we can live in, in symbiosis with and kind of microorganisms that work with us. But certain parasites are really bad. Many parasites are really bad and can do really bad things for us. But you can have bad parasites living in your body and feel totally fine and have no symptoms if your body is fine. If your immune system is strong, if you have good gut support, if you're, you know, the, 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 your intestinal flora, if the flora inside of your, in your stomach is good, you're, you're, you can be totally fine. So when you have parasites or you have a lot of really bad reactions, it means that there's this kind of 
if if your body is hospitable is a hospitable environment for a parasite, that's a bad thing, right? You want to have a body that's really balanced and taken care of, so that parasites don't thrive there. Um, and I've always wanted to do a parasite cleanse. I have so many friends who do, you know, I have friends who do them once a year, basically. And I, especially when I lived up in, in Costa Rica, everyone I knew did every six months or once a year a parasite cleanse. And I thought the idea was so strange. I'm like, if you have a parasite, shouldn't you have worms crawling around in your stomach or something? Like, I don't have that. Obviously, I would know if I had that. But they can be microscopic and so small that, you, you know, you can't see them with a, with a human eye. So I decided to do that now and for this parasite cleanse, they recommend that you, you know, you stay away from sugar if you can. You don't have to totally overhaul your diet, but, you know, stay away from sugar and alcohol. And I'm like, well, I'm already doing that now. So why not just do a parasite cleanse now that I'm already sort of cleansing? And all it is, I'm going to, it's it's a, it's over a month long, this cleanse. If it works, like if it actually changes my health or changes my life, then I'll share it with you guys. But I don't know yet, so I'm not going to share exactly the, the type but it's basically adding a mix of really strong herbs that you take twice a day or three times a day before a meal. And you do that for a month or more until, until you're totally out of pills. And what I didn't know was, or I read about, if you have parasites in your body and they die, they start dying inside of you, when the body attacks them to get rid of them, uh, you get all these kinds of weird reactions and you can actually get really, really sick. Or it shows up as a sickness, but it's actually a part of healing. Uh, and for a lot of people, it can be crazy digestive stuff, or it comes out through the skin, or you know, it's just the body trying to rid itself any way it can from the parasites that have been living in the body. But I didn't have any of that. I just all of a sudden, a week in, got what I'm having now. I mean, a couple of days ago, super stuffy, so much mucus. I think I could drown someone in it. Headaches. All the stuff that's just, which is kind of normal for me because I've been sick like this on and off. But I started feeling so shitty that I actually wrote the company and I was like, hey, I am really sick all of a sudden. I think I have, you know, I think I should stop the cleanse. Just wanted to check, should I pause and then start back up when I'm feeling better? Um, here are my symptoms and this is what's going on. And then they wrote me back right away and they were like, actually, everything you're experiencing are 100% totally normal as part of these die off symptoms of, of this cleanse. So don't stop the cleanse. Keep going. What this means is that you might have had like parasites inducing this kind of inflammation or infection in the body over a long period of time. And now that when they're, you're getting rid of them, you're going to have all of those symptoms at once, kind of the body flushing everything out. And I'm just, I have no idea if this is true. Okay, I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a cleanse professional, <laughs> if there is such a thing. But it sounds like that would make sense. I'm trying to think like, what if I have parasites and then I had a stressful year last year and then my immune system has just been low and I've been having these infections again and again because no matter what I do, my body just can't get back to balance because, because of parasites. I mean, who knows? And then the symptoms I'm feeling now, it's not that I'm just getting sick again and it's the same old sickness, but maybe it's part of the cleanse. And I actually had a few people write me through Instagram who said they had the same symptoms. Like I felt like I was having the worst flu of my life, couldn't breathe through my nose, all this stuff. And it took about a week and then I felt more amazing than I have my whole life. So knock on wood, fingers crossed that maybe next week I'll be recording this podcast on top of the fucking world. <laughs> I'll be the epitome of total perfect health, like sharing some giant epiphany and realization I've had about body or health or life. But right now, 
I can't really tell you anything. <laughs> this is not a podcast episode about how you should change your diet. It's not an episode about how you should cleanse or how cleansing is amazing or how raw food is amazing. It's kind of me trying all these things out to see if it's going to work. And speaking from where I'm at right now, I have no idea. <laughs> so I have no idea. All I know for sure, just from these past few weeks, is that staying away from alcohol coffee and sugar for a while has done me really good and I can really sense that on a, on a level that's deeper than than just this this cold or whatever I have right now I know that that's done me really good I feel good about not craving sugar all the time I feel good about waking up every day and doing something something that feels light and that feels pure and it feels that feels healing okay, I guess that's a better word it feels more healing than to drown my pancakes in maple syrup every day it doesn't mean I'm never going to go back to my maple syrup and my pancakes, but for sure I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back to my wine and my desserts and and I can't wait to have a Beyond Burger with Dennis, honestly. But right now, this is where I'm at and I'm, I'm done being sick. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Since becoming a mom, I have this huge desire to do all the things my mom did for me when I was little. For me, there's no greater nostalgic feeling than waking up to the smell of freshly baked bread in the morning coming from the kitchen. Oh my God, it's the best. I want that to be the smell that my baby wakes up to every morning too. So I went all in for that. I bought a bread maker, which is kind of crazy. I asked my mom for her recipes that I love so much. And then I put all the ingredients together. And then I just bake, bake, bake. Right now I'm on a cleanse, but I can't wait to have fresh bread in the house again. It takes me right back to my childhood in Sweden, eating bread for breakfast on colder mornings. These days, as you know, I live in a way warmer climate, but my love for bread has not gone anywhere. My favorite recipe is super simple. Yeast, water, salt, and of course my secret ingredient, Bob's Red Mill Flour. I'm so lucky that this company I love actually is available in grocery stores in Aruba. What you put in your body is so important, which is why I'm so, so thankful that companies like Bob's Red Mill produce quality products that I can always stand behind. I can count on every product being of the highest quality from them, gluten-free and vegan. With Bob's Red Mill, I'm not just getting quality, but I'm getting flavor-packed, healthy foods that actually taste amazing. If you're anything like me, you'll stock up on Bob's Red Mill, gluten-free, paleo and vegan products from oats to flowers, maybe even start that new bread-making family tradition. If you want to learn more about this awesome brand and check out their products and recipes, go to bobsredmill.com. It sounds drastic doing all this stuff to your diet and, and making a lifestyle change this big. I, I feel like it would have been more drastic to just let myself be sick and not do anything about it, not try different things. I actually have the last thing that I'm doing now, which actually feels like the last thing I'm doing now because I feel like everything is coming to a close, I hope is I'm working with a doctor in functional medicine and I'm getting every single test done on the planet, like for all sorts of allergens, for all sensitivity, my blood, basically a super comprehensive just testing of, of my body and my system to see are there certain things that maybe I'm intolerant of or things I shouldn't be eating that I'm eating all the time that are just making me sick or you know, is there something else going on that I'm not aware of? So for everyone who's like, why are you being so crazy trying to do all this weird holistic shit and, you know, trying to change your diet, just go see a doctor. You guys, since October, I've seen like five doctors. Um, no one's had any answers for me or they've pushed antibiotics on me, which I feel took me to a really bad place and didn't fix me at all. 
So I'm, I'm done with that. But I'm still going down the route of, you know, seeing professionals and figuring stuff out. And in the meanwhile, all I can do is be here. All I can do is be here, sit with what is, try to not resist the fact that this is what I'm going through right now, try to not fight it, try to not be frustrated or angry about it. Yeah, I'm frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was feeling great and I was back feeling awesome in my body. I haven't been on my mat in a, t- in a really long time, haven't been able to you know, go for a long walk or move or sweat. It was a long time ago I was able to move freely and feel really good doing that. So yeah, I'm frustrated, but all I can do right now is really let go, keep doing what I'm doing and trust that this is a part of healing, not a part of sickness, not a part of illness, not a part of something being wrong, but a part of something becoming right. And uh, I really pray and hope that that a week from now, I'll feel differently, I'll feel better. And I'm hoping that this will bring about some epiphanies that I can share too. And maybe I'll find, maybe I'll find some, hopefully medical medium will come on the show. Oh my God, I, I would love that. I would love to have some specialists also on health and body and digestion and things like that too, to talk to on the, on the show. So if you're interested in that, maybe drop me a little comment so that I know and, and we'll see if we can find some cool guests. Right now, I am going to go downstairs and take care of my baby who is shrieking downstairs um little to just to close when i started this podcast i I ended up talking way more about this cleanse and health and and diet than i intended but i said in the very beginning of the show that i feel both you know heavy and light and a little sad and happy at the same time like i could cry feeling both both things just before i started recording i got off the phone with one of my best friends daniela she lives in london who is currently right now having her baby um little boris he's he's on his way and um i just would love for everyone who's listening right now to just take a moment and send her some love and light even just a breath just to kind of send some light over to london and really well wishes that her birthing experience is amazing and safe and special and beautiful in all the ways um donnie if you're listening i don't know if you are because i'm recording this it's thursday the podcast is out on friday so you might still be in labor or you're nursing your baby for the first time but i love you more than anything i love you so much so much for everyone listening if you have a person in your life who you love a lot who you feel could need some support or some help right now maybe someone who's going through a lot of health stuff maybe you're going through health stuff and you've been kind of sitting with the same stuff i have or someone in your life is you have the ability to right now send them some love and some support just through your through your heart space. I mean, even closing your eyes, thinking about them, wishing them really well, it does something to the energy frequency around them. And then, of course, take that one step further. And how about right after you finish this podcast, send them a text and say, hey, do you need something? Can I help you with anything? Let's all do that today. Let's all ask that one person we have in our life who we think might be struggling or maybe the person who we think have it all together, just someone who you intuitively feel could maybe use a little help. Right now, just text, call, or find them in person and say, hey, do you need something? Can I help you somehow? You might end up changing someone's day or someone's whole week. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope this podcast brought you something and that it's not just me rambling, but who knows? I'm, as always, super grateful that you're taking part of this journey with me and that you're here listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find them all on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and thanks to my sponsors, Quip and Bob's Red Mill. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.